Hello there, this is Mrs. D, the host of the Today's African Mom podcast. I am a counseling psychologist and fertility awareness educator who is passionate about working with women, specifically teaching them about how to manage both their reproductive and overall health using fertility awareness. I want to help women step into their power and soar to their greatest potential by educating them about their reproductive health. I get to show them how it impacts their lives and how their ignorance on these matters greatly hinders them in their journey of owning their legacy and making it a reality. Our social media handle on Instagram and Facebook is at Managing Families. Follow us and learn more about your reproductive health. The school holidays are already here with us. Our sons, daughters, nieces and nephews will be home for an extended period of time. What have you planned out for them? Managing families will be holding both virtual and in-person pre-teen and teen all about puberty sessions for girls over this holiday. The girls have to be between ages 10 to 14 years and we will be looking at the following topics. How to holistically and naturally manage their blossoming bodies using fertility education and medical management. The basic female anatomy and physiology and the role of hormones in a healthy body. What a healthy cycle looks like and what is normal for their age. How to chart their hormonal activity by observing and charting different biomarkers all about hormones and attraction, and finally, healthy habits that can impact development in puberty. Isn't this the kind of session that you would want your daughter or niece in? I'm sure it is. This session is given by the trusted, authentic, internationally accredited fertility awareness professional. That is me, and I am well versed in matters to do with fertility and puberty. Please register so that we can add you to the mailing list and give you more information on how to book your girls' spot. We have very limited spots for the in-person sessions, so please book early. Find all the links mentioned in the show description. Today, I want to talk about the first 32 things out of the 65 things that I have learned from and about Ghana. Please note that my views are extremely biased and they're specifically from my observations and conversations I have had with people from Kumasi, which is primarily an area inhabited by the Akans, specifically the Ashanti people who are one of them. So I was mostly talking to people who are from the Ashanti region. This region is the Ashanti region. I had the honor of celebrating with Ghanaians their 65th Independence Day, which was today, 6th of March, 2022. And here we go. The first 32 things. So I learned that our words have power. So use your words carefully. Whatever you can imagine, and your brain can conceive it, and you even put it on paper. Do you know that you're already three-quarter way there to achieving it? Yeah. 
The rest are the details that you can work out. Number four, African countries are so similar. Universities being renamed depending on the agenda of the sitting president. Ghana has an Eastern bypass. Guys of Islando. <laughs> then they keep left um, when driving and use left-hand cars, which was actually very strange for me, despite the fact that I'm left-handed. They have do these, the motorcycles, and they call them Okada. And they have Pragya, which are their tuk-tuks. Number nine, they call blackouts, light outs, which happens whenever it looks like it is about to rain. Sound familiar? Their soups are like our stews, even mixing fish and chicken or fish and turkey. Their ugali is called kenke, though it tastes like fermented ugali. Jollof is their pilau, and it can be made with chicken, fish, mutton, beef, together with rice. And then they have it with a small soup or sauce, sauce to be specific, called shito on the side. Ghana, Nigeria, and Sierra Leone people compete on whose jollof is best. I don't know whose is best. So we'll wait until I go for another conference in Nigeria and another one in Sierra Leone. See, words of power, speaking power into my life. And then I'll let you know whose jollof is best. Everyone says theirs is best. For me, I don't know. Fufu apparently is not chewed. You just swallow. I'm like, okay. Then turkey and guinea fowl are sold as street food delicacies. Fancy that. Then Ghana has black liquid soap. So my hostess was telling me, go shower and use the black soap. And I'm like, eh, I don't see any black cake, like the solid soap. I only see shower gel. So their liquid soap is actually black soap. So cool. Then the Ashanti tribe are very similar to the Kikuyu. If you know, you know. Ghanaians name their children according to the day of the week that the child is born. Then they do their church offering depending on which day you're born and you're, you bring your offering on the first Sunday, Sunday of the month, like today was the first Sunday of the month. So you have Monday borns taking their offering, then Tuesday borns, then they compare which day of the week, the people born on which day of the week contributed the most amount. Hmm, interesting. Then Ghana still has royalty and they have palaces with queens, kings, princes, princesses, princes, etc. Um, they still have real castles. Uh, their capital city is a port town. Remember Gold Coast from your history class? Exactly. Then Ghana have 90 lagoons. Abego, those are many. What is a lagoon? Mm, it's described as a body of water separated from larger bodies of water by a natural barrier. Then some Ghanaian tribes have elaborate funerals, like extremely elaborate. Let me, let me give you how elaborate they can be. Funeral announcements are put on roadside billboards. Eh? The bigger the billboard, of course, the more affluent you are. And then the funerals can last even a whole week for the royals and then three days for regular folks. 
So a three-day schedule would look like Friday you have the week or keep uh, the week keeping, that's what they call it. Then Saturday you have the burial and funeral service. Then on Sunday you have Thanksgiving. Then some tribes in Ghana bury their dead in Kente. Kente. Kente, I think so. Which is a hand-woven traditional cloth. It's actually really, really beautiful. Then Ghanaians called call older ladies mommy or auntie. So for moms, you'd call her mommy or an auntie for any woman who is older than you. So the number of times I was told, auntie, please, what can I get for you? Mm, I loved it. Then in Kenya, we are spoiled. We are actually very spoiled. We have even 3G network in our villages. These guys, even the cities just has H+. I was like, hey, who, who has H+. I last saw that in like the bundus of the bundus. So I was being told them they're getting 3G now, as in even their Wi-Fi is H+. I was like, hmm, we are doing well. Then finally, 32, I listened to the national anthem today in church and it was beautiful. If I had, if I was like Lady Amma, I'd be having her signature goosebumps. That's how beautiful the national anthem is. So I'm sorry for the noises. That was the AC. I mean, I don't need AC from my village, so I'm okay. But here we need AC. And then our matron and hostess who's been taking care of us came in to check if I was okay here in this corner that I've chosen to record my podcast. But it is well. So finally, I want to end with a theme for the International Fabulous Women's Conference that was held at the Fab Hub Ashanti Abwabukese Kumasi all the way in Ghana. And it said, Dear woman, step into your power and impact the world. That's it. Just be magnificently you and you are enough to impact the world. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, be blessed and continue focusing on what matters most to you and make the legacy you want to leave behind a definite reality. Ciao!